Welcome to The Health Connection, consciously inspiring your success. The podcast that will inspire you to achieve your optimal health and empower your mind. Where the integration of both East and West unite to give you tips, methods, and inspiration to live the life you desire. With your host, trainer and speaker, doctor of oriental medicine, licensed acupuncture physician, Tai Chi and Qigong instructor, Justin Fontanini. Get ready for an amazing show starting right now. Welcome back. This is The Health Connection. I'm your host, Justin Fontanini, where every day is a great day. Uh, hopefully you're having a good day today. The sun's nice outside. The weather's looking good. Uh, hopefully you guys got something planned, you know, good for today. Have a great day at work. Hopefully you woke up, had a great breakfast, got your day started right, put something positive into your mind. Uh, just to set your day straight because uh, the beginning of the day is always the most important to get, you know, started off on the right foot. You don't want to wake up and stub your toe and fall over and get all frustrated and listen to some negativity, watch some negativity, be involved in some negativity because as you first wake up and have that happen, that's the that's the way the day is going to start off. So we always got to try to hopefully get off on the right foot so our, our day is good. So welcome back. I hope uh, I hope you've enjoyed some of the past uh, podcasts today. I, uh, I got some good information for you. I'm going to integrate the Western thought on diet integrated with the Chinese medicine thought with the diet. So you can kind of get the the best of both worlds, and hopefully it uh, it does something good for you. Uh, I have a book here by uh, a Dr. Uh, Mortar, and it's called The Soul Purpose. It's a great book. I I have uh, studied with him and his family, and uh, he unfortunately had passed away, but he's, he's left a legacy of wisdom and knowledge for a lot of people to benefit. For diet, he, he integrates a lot with the Western thought and nutrition, not so much Eastern, but it's still great information. His idea is to, uh, for our diet, have about 45% cooked vegetables and fruits and about 30% raw fruits and vegetables with uh, the remaining 25% being nuts and grains and seeds, beef, fish, poultry, pork, or, or other things like that or whatever else you want to incorporate your diet. But you see how the, the, the protein aspect, whether it's beef, fish, poultry, pork, whatever, it's only about 25% of our diet. These foods are all acidic. His philosophy is to eat more alkaline, about about 80% alkaline, 75 to 80% alkaline, and the remaining the remaining 20 or 25% could be acidic foods. And essentially, all the fruits and vegetables are going to be more alkaline. The only nut that's more alkaline is going to be almond. The rest of the nuts are more on the acidic side. All the meats all the protein that you get from uh, meat, red meat, chicken, fish, poultry, whatever it may be, it's going to be all acidic. The grains are acidic, you know, stuff like that. So the, the idea is basically to keep the body very alkaline. And when the body is very alkaline, it's going to be in a healthier state because the quality of the blood is going to be able to move more through the body freely. It's going to be more oxygen rich. If the blood is more, if you're eating more acidic food, there's going to be a possibility that you may uh, have less oxygen distribution in your system. So their their belief is to have a very oxygen-rich, alkaline diet so we can have a very healthy diet. And they do that by incorporating a little higher amount of vegetables and fruits than that what, what most people are used to. Usually we're used to having a huge steak and a potato for dinner. It's all acidic. And then when we eat all this acidic food, there's a lot of... Uh, free radical leftover waste. So this book's quite good, The Sole Purpose by Dr. Mortar. Just to give you a little rough idea on the uh, 
uh, the, the, the percentage of the foods you can incorporate into your diet. Uh, going into Western medicine a little more, they have a lot of idea and uh, for nutrition anyways. They have a lot of ideas on what to do for increasing your health using food. And uh, of course they talk about eat a wide range of food, a big variety, eat the rainbow. This is quite good, so having large amounts of fruits and vegetables. And uh, the amount is key, not too much, not too little. So the amount, the amount can be a, um, uh, an adjustment for a lot of people because sometimes we, we skip meals and we're quite tired, fatigued through the day. So we got to step up, eat our breakfast, you know, and get out the door on the right foot. Uh, and they say maybe about a third bread, pasta, potato. And some people may agree to that. Some people may not. And then they, they believe about five portions of fruit and vegetables per day. This may be a little tricky for some people because when you look in the refrigerator, they don't even have five different types of vegetables or fruits in there. So we got to change the way we shop too. Uh, decreasing the saturated fat and the sugar will be a good health benefit. The sugar... Uh, I don't need any refined sugar. Basically, the refined sugar, we call it empty food. This empty food is basically like a paycheck. You go to cash a check and there's no money in the bank. So this refined sugar, it's devoid of minerals. They took the minerals out. That's why it's beautiful and white. And they did the same thing to salt. So I highly recommend to avoid the uh, refined foods. Uh, and they also talk about reading labels. The labels are important to read because you don't know always what's in the food if you go to read your label and you see you see uh, very basic ingredients maybe corn sea salt uh, you know some oil some type of safflower oil it's very basic you know chip you know not many ingredients in there but if you go to read your your label and you have all these strange ingredients that you you really don't understand research them find out what they are what they're doing in your food and why they're there because there's a lot of different preservatives that uh, are quite harmful for your body chemicals dyes colorings additives and even some ingredients that look natural but they're they're not so natural and or they're maybe not so healthy for your body like the high fructose corn syrup if i see a label that has high fructose corn syrup i just put it back on the shelf walk away i don't want that in my body and uh, if you're confused why Check it out. Do a little research. Investigate because the knowledge is power and this will help empower yourself. And they also mention eating less salt. They don't say change the salt, but they, they recommend eating less salt, which can be a good idea, especially if you're eating a lot of uh, packaged food, a lot of canned food, different soups that are packaged and canned. These are going to have higher sodium content and uh, it's not good for the kidneys or your blood pressure or your, your arteries. So the um, reducing the salt is a good recommendation for some. But uh, I would prefer to switch to sea salt in the food that you do buy. Make sure there isn't an additional salt, you know, or sodium, uh, you know, put in there. So just be aware of, you know, how much sodium you're getting by reading your labels. And uh, they mentioned about breakfast too, which I, I like this idea. Uh, they don't they don't like you to skip breakfast. Research has shown that eating breakfast, it uh, you you may have a chance of being less overweight. And it's funny because a lot of people that maybe skip breakfast, they might have a weight issue. It's really hard to say. You'd have to do a large study, but that's their idea. So they believe that the uh, eating breakfast will help you to lose weight. So essentially we eat for, for energy, right? We eat for energy and food we can call gasoline to the body. Food is like gasoline for our body. It helps us function and go through the day, just like gasoline to a car. And if we wake up and we don't fill our tank up, 
the car may be uh, you know half empty or on, on empty and then it won't go too far so you got to make sure there's enough gas in your car for the body is the same so it starts with the beginning of the day with our breakfast so it's quite important the uh, the American Heart Association there they had uh, they had a few recommendations I think they had four and uh, pretty basic we kind of covered already one was to reduce the salt the other and to increase the fruits and veggies cooking at home that was a different uh, one that I mentioned earlier. Cooking at home is quite a good idea because you know what you're you're getting and you put your uh, your creativity, your love into there. You got some good food, enjoy the family and stuff like that. It's a little more work, but it's it's cheaper in the long run and uh, it's better for you. Uh, they also mentioned eating more uh, uh, eating polyunsaturated fats and reducing the uh, the the saturated or trans fats out of the diet. So that would be a, a good thing. Uh, let's tap into the Chinese medicine idea. We call it the TCM, the traditional Chinese medicine thought for the uh, the food. So their idea, their philosophy for a good diet is uh, starting off with fresh ingredients. And it doesn't mean packaged, preserved, or something very simple that comes in a box. You just throw water to it, toss it in the microwave in a plastic dish, and then nuke it till it's done. That's not the way we're rolling here. So we got to you know start with the fresh ingredients, and they uh, they believe. The uh, cooking techniques. The cooking techniques are very crucial. Ancient time we used wood, and in modern time we have uh, electricity. And the electricity got to the extent of now we use microwave ovens. I don't even own a microwave, and um, we have gas stoves. So I prefer gas stove because it's real fire, real heat. It's not uh, pu- producing EMF radiation into my lower abdomen as I stand by the uh, the stove. So I. I highly recommend if you have the ability, if not, do the best you can. But when you have a stove and it's electric, it, it's okay. But there is going to be radiation from their EMFs. And you can do a little research on EMFs. You might find uh, quite a surprise for yourself. But the, the cooking method, the technique, they, they, they like to use uh, stir fries. Asians use a lot of stir fries. They believe it retains the nutrients. And the reason is it's a very quick, fast cooking method. They use very little oil. And they add some meat and fish, but a very small amount with lots of seasonal vegetables. And they usually like to eat what's in season for optimal nutrition. And uh, they also like to uh, you know, keep the, uh, the food in season because they have the belief that the food that's traveled miles away has been picked a little early. The, you're going to lose a lot of nutrition there. So better see what you can do to get uh, local food, something more in season. And when you make a stir fry... It cooks really quick. This is the way I do it. I basically, I mince up garlic and and ginger, put a little oil in there, some safflower oil, something that can tolerate a little high heat. And then I get that sautéing. I have all my vegetables ready to go, have my protein ready to go. I I put the protein in first, get that all kind of going, stir it up in there, mix it with the uh, garlic, ginger, the oil. And then then after I think the, uh, it's cooked, you know, maybe a, a third or so, I'll put the vegetables in there. I'll put the vegetables in there and I'll add a little bit extra water. And I might add some type of spice or seasoning or something I prefer that's healthy. I mix it in there with the the additional water, maybe only a third of a cup or less, maybe a quarter cup. And I start stir frying it. And the next thing that thing starts steaming is sizzling. We put a little top on there, let the steam retain inside so the heat gets a little bit higher and the vegetables cook more completely. The next thing and you know, maybe four minutes to six minutes or something, maybe a little bit longer, hopefully not. 
the uh, that thing's done, ready to go. And the key here is that you you cook something very fast, very efficient, very healthy. More vegetable, less meat, very little oil, two little spices that are great for your digestion and health garlic and ginger and then uh, you cook all that down and uh, because it's cooked quick and very fast the nutrient density you're going to retain more you're not going to lose a lot through steaming or overcooking so this is a good way and and uh, this way you can make a lot of different varieties check online to get some recipes and stuff usually they um, you know pick a meat maybe chicken or a little beef just a small amount try to put all the five colors of vegetables in there orange carrot some green leafy something, black mushroom, you know, maybe a little bit of yellow squash, something. You keep all the colors of the, the five elements. So we like the uh, some kind of darker food, some kind of yellow or orange food, some green food, some red food, some white food, you know, whatever, whatever you can work. If you color the five colors, or if you use the five colors, these could be uh, quite an addition to help each of the five organs according to the five elements in the Chinese medicine. So that's the first idea. And they... Uh, we already mentioned it. I mentioned already about the garlic and ginger, but they use lots of garlic and ginger in their cooking because of the massive health benefits. Not only for the taste. Us as Americans, it needs to taste good. But the idea for the Asian, they want the health benefit. They need massive health benefits. If it don't, if it's not there, they're not going to use it. So garlic, we know, is great for the heart. Ginger for the digestion. The chili is good for circulations, good for the uh, the vitamins and minerals and stuff like that, the immune health. So these these type of things they use a lot with their their cooking, their stir fry and such. They uh, they also mention about dim sum because it's quite uh, bite sized portions, very small, and you can get the steam variety that are more healthy versus the fried. And you can eat a variety of stuff that um, you know cook fast. You don't have to uh, you know do a lot of work. Sometimes you go to a restaurant and get it. Sometimes you make it home. I don't cook it at home too much. I'm more of a stir-fry type person, but that's one of their thought recommendations. Another one is healthy soup. The healthy soup, it always starts with the boiling water, some organic vegetables, maybe some organic natural bouillon, some dried mushroom or fresh mushroom, maybe like shiitake would be great, some uh, scallion, and then maybe some chicken thigh and some seasonal vegetables. You bring that all to a boil, and the next thing you got a great soup. It's very healthy for a good broth. You drink it all down, you'll get some uh, extra absorbable nutrients that way, because a lot of the nutrients, as they get released from the food, they'll go into the soup, and you drink the soup as well, and then you get the healthy benefit from that. The uh, The next one is about noodles. Uh, here in the West, the, uh, the wheat noodle has been quite an issue because of the, the GMO, the chemical, the pesticide, all this stuff. So a lot of people now, you go to the grocery store, because of all the problem they cause, we have gluten-free. The gluten-free noodles don't taste so good, and I, I hate to say it, but I do eat them sometimes. We, uh, we try to eat more gluten-free just because we know the, the, uh, what happened to the wheat, so we avoid that. And if I do get wheat, I like to get uh, pasta that's imported that hopefully hasn't been... Uh, messed with as much you know less chemical no chemical because i like to buy organic maybe non-genetically manufactured as well but uh, the chinese way their idea is hey go for rice noodles you know maybe the the rice noodles pretty healthy maybe not so many carbs or you can also do the mung bean noodle mung bean noodles are are less carbs as well and you can find these in the asian market give that a shot and see if you can find a cool recipe sometimes you incorporate the rice noodle or mung bean noodle into the stir fry sometimes you use it for the soup Sometimes just a dish all by itself with some seasoning. You know, there's a lot of ways to do it. Check that out. 
So these are some ideas. And the other ones, I'm gonna give you some pretty cool ones. This one is, uh, it's at a forefront for the uh, Chinese medicine health, for optimal health, but they, they include it in the diet because our emotions. When we get more stressed out, cortisol will get released from our adrenal glands. The cortisol is going to shut down our digestive ability and function. So try to eat when you're more emotionally chilled out, relaxed, you feel better. So you don't want to eat when you're all emotional, the anxious, stressed, irritable, grumpy. Don't do that. You're not going to digest and absorb so well and it's going to be harder on your system because your body's already dealing with all the stress and emotional crap and turmoil. So you don't want to add more to the uh, body it'll just make it um, you know break the function down more so they talk about the emotions about worry worry and overthinking too much on the mind the Chinese viewpoint is that it can affect directly the digestive system and the uh, it can affect the uh, the ability to absorb uh, transmute and process properly so we got to be careful about our emotions when eating the uh, eat more in a calm peaceful state less excitement less uh, you know crazy wild music crazy movies just eat peaceful relax you know then later go to the party then later watch your movie the uh they they talk about the amount they believe less is more the next one is about the amount less being more and if you cup your hands right now real quick no matter where you're at just be careful if you're driving yeah we don't want you getting in a car accident be very careful cup your hands look how big your hands are cup that's about you know the size of your stomach more or less and a lot of times we eat a lot more than that. So if, if you're eating a lot more than what your hands look like cup, you might have a, a weight issue. You might have a health issue. You might be overdoing it. The basic idea is eat two-thirds full. And that's good enough. Don't overdo it and don't under-underdo it. So about two-thirds is the right idea with the idea in mind about the size of your stomach uh, with your hands cupped together. So that'll give you an idea about the amount. The, uh, the quality... They believe if you're gonna if you're gonna go less is more with the amount the uh, if you reduce the quantity something else needs to go up so if the quantity reduces we better boost the quality if we boost the quality then uh, we can get more we can maximize a lot more from what we do eat so the uh, uh, the flavors the flavors are very important for the food because the flavors are the nutrients if you eat a food that doesn't have much taste. There's not much nutrient in there. The nutrient comes from the phytochemicals. It comes from the nutrients. All the food with that's very tasty, very you know alive and vibrant with this this taste that makes your taste buds go crazy in your tongue. It's from the minerals and nutrients, phytochemicals in there. If those things that we really want are lacking, the food's gonna taste a little bland, a little boring, not so strong, not so you know flavorful. The uh, the other day, I, I, I bought an orange. It was organic, and uh, I opened it. I ate it. Sadly to say, I didn't see one seed in the orange. The seeds are disappearing. And then also, I uh, went to eat it, and it didn't even taste so sweet. It was so so bland. I, I thought right away, I don't know why this thing can be organic and not, not tasty, no seeds. You know, I don't know if the nutrients in the soil have just been stripped to the max. I have no idea what happened. But I love to see seeds. I love to have strong taste. I like that. And those tell me the foods are really good. So keep your eye out for those type of things. The other one's the timing. The digestion is the strongest in the morning. So eat your breakfast. It's weakest in the afternoon and evening time. So eat a strong 
healthy breakfast, eat a smaller meal at dinner time. You'll do, you'll do better. And if you keep it at regular times, your weight will start to regulate and it's going to benefit you maybe for diabetes, weight loss, for energy, stuff like that. And there's been studies that show that at dinner time, the quantity and the timing of what you eat, it can affect your weight. So I'd highly recommend don't eat too much at night. Don't eat too late. Have a smaller meal and that'll be better for you. Another concept is a purely Chinese medicine belief. We call it the digestive fire. The digestive fire, it's a type of a warm process in the Chinese belief. It connects with the uh, the spleen energy. We call the spleen yang. The spleen yang is boosted up and affected ultimately by the kidney, the kidney heat, the kidney fire, that the, the life force, the energetic property of the kidney that it governs. It's the one like a battery pack that boosts up the spleen yang to put this heat and this fire in there to warm up the digestive system and the stomach. So we like to have the stomach, this digestive fire going, you know, really well. If you want to shut it out quickly, I'll give you a couple tips. Just eat ice cream and drink lots of ice water. You'll shut that digestive fire off. And imagine in the wintertime when it's cold outside and your house nice and warm, you got the heater on. And then someone goes and sticks ice cubes in your in your air handler. How would you like that? It's kind of funny sounding, but you know what I'm saying? Or you stuck a bunch of ice cream in there. Next thing you'll have ice cream smell in your house. And maybe the cool wind is blowing through from all the ice cubes. The, uh, the digestive fire does not like ice water and ice cream. So these two foods I don't recommend at all. I, I can't remember the last time I ate ice cream was when I was young. And ice water, I, I never drink it now. I drink room temperature or hot water or hot tea. This morning I heated water up on the stove, definitely not in the microwave, and I put some honey in there, la local honey, and I put some uh, uh, apple cider vinegar with a tiny bit of cayenne pepper, stirred it up, drank it down to uh, strengthen my digestive fire, to wash out my intestines, to clean and get the body ready for you know breakfast time. So I did that all before I even ate breakfast, just to get that digestive fire, because I know that fire, we got to maintain it. We gotta, you know, keep it proper. Otherwise, when we lose that fire, the uh, we lose our health because a lot of our immune systems in the digestive system. If we don't take care of our digestive system, there goes our immune system, and then immune system goes. Next thing, you're not feeling so good. Next thing, you're not feeling so good. You start getting sick. Next thing, you start getting sick. Next thing, you mentally don't feel good, and then pretty soon, it's like this cascade of events. Your your life starts to suck. So take care of the digestion. You'll feel better in the long run. So the uh, the fire is uh, quite supported by warming foods, soups, cooked foods, you know, you know, certain herbs and spices that are warming in nature. Ginger and garlic are both warm in nature. It doesn't say don't eat raw foods. You can have, but not excessive. Keep a balance. Too much of anything can be a bad thing, so keep that in mind. Uh, they also mention in the Chinese, Chinese uh, medicine uh, about the balance. We want to balance the food out, kind of like in the Western way we say, enjoy the rainbow. The Chinese say, hey, have the five flavors, the five colors for the five elements. Keep all these incorporated in your diet and you may be healthy. So they, they have reference back in 2,000 years ago in the book uh, called The Yellow Emperor's Internal uh, Canon. So this one we call it the Huangdi Neijing in Chinese. This Yellow Emperor's Internal Canon, they, they mention in about the five flavors, the five colors, the five elements in relation to health, especially with herbs, especially with food. 
So if we can keep the five colors, use white foods. Anything white you can think of, you know, like uh, like radish. You know, apple has white on the inside. You know, daikon, daikon radish is quite white. You know, things that are white on the inside, whatever, or even white completely, whatever, whatever you can find that's a white type of food. Sometimes they got white asparagus, you know, whatever. The uh, orange and yellow foods, such as carrots, you know, yellow bell pepper, orange bell pepper, squashes, yams, sweet potatoes, stuff like that. Green foods, green foods, any kind of leafy green you can think of, broccoli, cabbage, you know, bok choy. Bok choy has a little bit of white in there, so that can be, you know, used as a white. You can also... Uh, you know, spinach, whatever, these things like that. And then uh, black foods, you know, black bean, black mushroom, shiitake mushroom, things like that. Even even black foods would can include purple, eggplant, blueberries, things like that, purple stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? And then red foods, red foods would be like raspberry, strawberry, you know, red meat, you know, cherries, goji berries, anything red that's going to take care of the red color. The flavors, we want salty. Salty is good. Sea salt's good. So any kind of salt flavor it. We need the uh, we need this in our diet to take it out completely, maybe temporarily till you resolve and fix your health problem, and then incorporate sea salt only. And if you get soy sauce, which is quite healthy, the uh, make sure it's an organic one that has sea salt. That one's gonna have less side effects. They've been eating that stuff for thousands of years with great health, so there's no issue with it. Is when the modern time comes and we have Fast production, mass production, more synthetic ingredients, more chemical preservatives, more diluted, you know, to make a higher yield with, uh, you know, less quality. That's when the problem starts. So we need, we need to go back to the source. Find out how it was used in ancient time moderately. How often? Moderately. The quality, very high quality. Natural, definitely organic, you know, natural like that. So the black foods, you know, this, or the, the salty flavor can be important. Sour, sour, lemon, lime, you know, drink it, you know, lemonade, natural lemonade, you know, these lemon, lime flavor, vinegar, sour. These flavors, they affect the, uh, the liver. The, uh, the salty goes to the kidney, urinary system, water element. The, uh, okay, so we got the water element. We got the other one, fire. Fire is going to be uh, bitter foods. Bitter foods are going to be good for your system. So you got to search for these. The uh, mustard greens are a little bit bitter. Sometimes there's some vegetables that are a little bit bitter. So these bitter foods, these bitter foods can be quite healthy to clean the blood, to reduce inflammation in the vascular system. So bitter foods, very important. Look online, see what foods you can find that are bitter bitter in flavor. Pungent and spicy is going to go to the metal element. So the uh, ginger, ginger is one of the great ones. Uh, wasabi with the, with the, uh, the sushi and stuff, that's also quite spicy and pungent. Horseradish, these type of things. You don't have to use lots in excessive, just moderate amount. Moderate amount can go, go pretty far. The earth element is going to be sweet flavor. The sweet flavor is, uh, you know, honey, you know, cane sugar, natural and raw, more healthy. You know, molasses, some food, some fruits are sweet, of course. You know, you can incorporate all these. So we got the uh, we got the five flavors. I'll just repeat them really quickly: it's salty, sour, uh, sweet, pungent, spicy, bitter. All these things. If we can eat a variety of these in our life and have the five colors: the the red, the white, the green, the uh, the orange, the um, the black, all these different colors of foods. Keep the five flavors, the five colors. Check online for extra information, but that'll just give you a, a little insight. And uh, there's one more tip for the Chinese medicine way of cooking.
And then I'll give you a, a quick quote, and then we'll call it a day. But uh, what they believe, this one, take it what you will. Will the, uh, the Chinese medicine is very different than Western medicine. Western medicine for you know a couple hundred years here in the U.S. was focused on what we can see. So the virus, the bacteria, the nerve, the blood, what's in the blood. Everything we can see they focus on is beautiful. And it's a great complement to what the Chinese medicine had, which was everything you can't see. You can see a car drive down the road and see how strong it is, but you cannot see the horsepower. You can only see the strength, the vitality, the power of the car, how fast it's going. The strength of a person, their endurance, their willpower, their drive, their energy, life force, we can observe it, but you can't see the chi. The Chinese medicine, they found the chi. They noticed the, uh, the life force and things. And that was their specialty for over 5,000 years. So they everything their culture is built upon is uh, about the chi, the life force. And their ultimate goal is to maintain it, cultivate it, and develop it and preserve it to the highest extent possible. So it's quite unique. So chi, they believe it can leave an imprint in things. So this one, what I'm about to share with you, you may believe, you may not believe, it doesn't matter. But maybe through time and through experience, you'll start to understand. But their belief the chi of the cook can make a big impact on the food because chi can leave an imprint into whatever the you know such as food so if the if the cook is going through a divorce he's very stressed out he's very irritable depressed he's a he's not in a good state emotionally his chi is a little bit depressed negative when he cooks your food, he's going to leave an imprint of that in there. I mean, who wants to have food cooked by somebody that's all messed up emotionally? We don't want that. But if a cook is cooking with passion, with love, he's he's very happy, he's excited what he's doing, that energy, that chi, that nature is going to get imprinted in the food, and it's going to taste exceptionally good. So we all know different foods from different chefs. They may be the same food, but the chef, he had a different approach. One was you know, very passionate about what he does. The other one's just doing a job. The guy that's passionate, full of passion and fire and love for what he's doing, his food, you go to his restaurant, you just see how busy he is. He's, he's going to be very busy. The one that, the guy that's depressed in the back, not happy, not feeling good, just fulfilling a task to pay the bills, he's not going to be so busy and you're going to find out his life goes that way too. So not only how we feel can impact the food, but impact our life too. So it's all about the chi. We want to keep the chi upbeat, more positive. Because the uh, the chi for a cook, that's why we like to cook at home for ourselves because we know who the cook is. So you want to cook with passion, with love, with happiness. So that imprint goes into the food has been influenced with this positivity. This this topic goes quite deep, more deep than what we have time for now. But the uh, that's the basic idea that we need to know where our food comes from and who cooks, prepares, and processes our food. If it's done neutrally by a machine with no love inside, or if it was if it was collected, picked, and harvested by loving hands, a great farmer who sold it to the chef that was full of passion and love, that cooked it so happily for you to eat, and then you couldn't understand why it felt so good to eat, and said, oh, this is the best meal I ever had. Maybe it traces back to who who cooked the food, who grew your food, who harvested your food. Maybe their emotion, their character was more of a happy, loving person. So that's why uh, throughout history, they always say, hey, pray over your food first. Neutralize it. 
because we don't know what imprint's been placed in there. Pray over it to neutralize it and pray and ask has been blessed. Blessed with whatever prayer you prefer that the, the frequency vibration of food raised to a higher level so you have good energy in your food. So this is a Chinese medicine belief over 5,000 years. I love it. And it, it took me a while to catch it and understand this, but now I'm going to share with you. Do what you will with it. Maybe I opened the door a little bit, but but uh, whatever it may be, the I uh, hope you catch the basic concepts. Pretty easy. The uh, last thing I have, I got a, a quick quote from this gentleman, Fran Leowitz. He says, uh, food is an important part of a balanced diet. I thought that was pretty cool. So I'll throw that out there for you. I'm going to I'm gonna sign off here. Uh, today's a great day. I hope you guys got something out of this. If you, uh, if you like this podcast, go ahead and click subscribe. And uh, we can shoot you some more you know, podcasts that, that are come out for you guys. And uh, have a great day. Do the best you can with your food. Be flexible. Have fun. Enjoy life.